Landing your first freelance gig can be one of the most nerve-wracking, but also most important things that you can do as a freelancer and a web developer. So in this episode, I'm going to go through and show you three different ways in three completely different contexts that you can land gigs and you can pick which one fits best with, with how you work. And then also show you how to do it in a way so you're not getting in over your head. You don't have to worry about all those things of if I can deliver, can I do this, etc. You know you'll be able to deliver right from the start because of the way that you set this up. You can get that first gig under your belt. You can make a little bit of money from freelance web development. And a lot of these, or really all three of these, are rinse and repeat type things. So you can, once you do it once, you can do it over and over and over again. And you can start building your freelance career. So that's what we're going to get into this episode. Hey there, I'm John Morris, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. As I mentioned, we're going to get into landing your free first freelance gig as a web developer. Of course, before I do that, I do want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com to help support the show. Also, get the coding training you need, my PHP course, login script course, uh, object-oriented programming course, my Upwork 101 course, etc., etc. All of that is over there available for you. I'm also going to be releasing a WordPress plugin course here very soon, so that will be over there as well. Uh, if you're not listening to this the day I release it. So again, all that stuff is over at store.johnmorrisonline.com. All the Skillshare links, Udemy links, all those things are over there as well. And you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. So again, store.johnmorrisonline.com. All right, so with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about landing your first gig. And let me give you sort of three sort of... uh, preface this with three things and then we'll get into the three different ways that you can do this. So the first is, as I mentioned, we're talking about in the context of landing your first gig, but this really is rinse repeat type stuff. You can do this over and over and over again to get more work or as much work as you want. And you don't have to worry about setting up this big grand sort of scheme in order to get clients. That sort of thing is good and can help you to get long-term consistent work. But this is a way you can be proactive, go out, get some work, and then if you don't want to do any more for a while, you can just stop and you don't have to worry about it. The other thing is, is this is this is probably one of the most important things that you can do because it is a huge confidence booster. That first freelance gig, that first client is super important because you prove to yourself that you can actually do it not only get someone to hire you, but actually deliver on the project and do a good job and actually make people happy. That's a huge thing. And once you see that, then the rinse repeat nature of this type of stuff will, will cause you to probably want to dive into doing more of it. So if you're scared or you're nervous about doing this, that's normal, that's natural, but that's always going to be there. And you've got to get over that if you want to make that next step in your career. So I just want to sort of push you and encourage you to get out there and do this. The other thing is is that these are very specific processes or pathways that you can use to getting work. And so once you learn and go through this once how to do it, you sort of have learned that process and now you 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 have that down pat and you can start to use it and apply it in different ways uh, to get work. So all of this is really beneficial long term for your career learning how to do this. All right, so the, the the first of the three different ways that you can do this, I'm calling standalone. And basically, this is using your own website in order to get freelance work. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to pick some sort of specific type of problem 
or product or end result that that uh, a particular client might want. And it needs to be really specific. So for example, it might be how to build a landing page. And there's a lot of people out there that want to learn how to do that or how to build an email opt-in form or how maybe it's something a little bit bigger how to build a say a membership site or how to build your web your five page business website but you you want to pick something that you can actually show people how to do so something you already know how to do or you can learn how to do pretty quickly that other people out there are wanting to have done for them okay so you need to to pick something specific don't just go with try to get a client as i'm a web developer you need to pick something very specific that you're going to show people how to do because the second thing that you're going to do is you're going to create a video explaining how to build whatever it is. So if it's a landing page, you're going to create a video where you walk through and actually show them specifically step-by-step step, the code or however you're doing it. You're going to show them how to build that specific thing. Now to give you an example, a, a while back, and I haven't done this as much lately, but a while back for, for a bit there, I was doing what I called freelance templates. And I would go into, I had a WordPress install. I was using a theme called Layers, which is a sort of page builder type theme. And I would go in and I would create a video showing someone how to create, showing pe uh, people how to create different sorts of landing pages. So one was a one for a, a actual freelance profile template. One was, uh, I think it was during the holidays, it was a holiday sort of shopping, like a sale type template. There, there was a couple other ones that I did. And I would go in and I'd tell them it was WordPress. I'd tell them it was layers. I would go in and show them exactly how to build it in layers and create a video on YouTube that would show them how to do that. Then at the end of it, what you do is you say, if you just want me to do this for you, go go to this URL and you can hire me to do it for you. And that's what I would do. I would say, if you want, in my case, I would say, if you want this specific template, just go to this URL and you can just buy the template instead of having to build it for yourself. And so what happens is, is people, if you create a video and it gets attention on YouTube and you know, you're attracting the right kind of people who want to build this sort of thing. And at the end of it, you say, I can just do it for you. You're always going to have a certain percentage of people that that's what they want. And I had done this. I've done this with plenty of other things, too. I'd done this way, way, way back in the day with a Google shopping script. It was a script or it was basically a plugin that you could install in WordPress that would create up a specific feed of your products in your WordPress install that was that was properly formatted for importing into uh, the Google Shopping feed. And so I created a video and then I pointed people to uh, a product or a place where they could hire me to install it for them and do it for them. And I got some of my first work that I got was from that. So again, it's a, something really specific that you can do for people. So at the end of the video, you just tell them, hey, if you want me to do this for you, go to this URL. At the URL, it'd be a really simple page. They've already, you're assuming they've already watched the video. You you just say, if you want me to do this for you, here's what I charge to do it. Here's what you need to do in order to contact me to do it for you. And you, you just send people to that page and that's pretty much it. And then the last thing that you do is you go into AdWords and you create an AdWords account and that YouTube video you created, 
you create an ad for that video to have it promoted on YouTube and you start running ads to that video. And a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on advertising. You don't have to. You can buy views on Google for as cheap as three to four cents a view. So let's say you're buying them for four cents a view. That means for every dollar, you can get 25 views of your video. So in order to get 100 views, you would need to spend $4. Or if you wanted to get 1,000 views, you could spend $40. So let's just say you set aside, I'm going to spend $40 a month. That's going to get me 1,000 views. And then you just make sure that you get enough clients from that video that you make more than $40 in a month. And if you do all this right, you should be able to easily cover that because you might be doing this project for two, three, four, five hundred dollars $500. If it's something really big, it might be 1000 or 2000 or 3000 So covering your ad cost becomes really, really easy. The other thing you can do is you can turn on ads on your YouTube video. And if it's getting enough views, you'll actually get some of your advertising money back. That's really the only reason I run ads on my YouTube videos is to just help cover the ad cost. And that the revenue I make from YouTube covers almost all of my ad costs for running ads on YouTube. So so again, pick a specific problem, create a video explaining how to build it. At the end of that video, point them to a URL where they can hire you to just do it for them. At that URL, have a simple offer of what it costs and how they need to get in contact with you and then run some ads to that video and you don't need to spend $300 a month. You can spend 20 bucks a month or 40 bucks a month. And I'm almost certain that you're going to get work as a result of that. All right, so that's the first one. The second one is you can go over to Upwork. And so again, you need to pick a specific problem to solve, really similar to what, what we just talked about with the standalone uh, setup. The difference here is that now what you're going to do is you're going to build your profile specific to that problem and you're going to talk about that problem and the solution that you have for it and so forth. Now I'll go ahead and make my, my sort of pitch for the episode <laughs> right here for you. If you want to learn how to build your profile in this way and, and have someone just show you what you should write in your title, what you should write in your description, what your portfolio should have in it, what tests you should take, what certifications you should put on there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want someone to just show you how to do that, then I recommend taking my Upwork 101 course at upwork101.com because that is exactly what I do in that course. I just walk you through it step by step and show you exactly what to do to build your profile. So again, upwork101.com for that. Now, the next thing in this is as you're building your profile, you need to make sure that your portfolio has at least por five portfolio items. Now, you might be thinking, well, this is my first gig. How do I have portfolio items? Well, what you do is the specific problem that you chose to solve, again, let's say here, you know, uh, 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 landing page, you create five landing pages. They don't have to be for a client. They don't have to be for anybody. You just create five different looking ones based off of how your system for how you build these. Take screenshots of them and put them in your portfolio so that people can see what you're capable of building, what the end product, some examples of what the end product is going to look like. And then as you get clients, just switch out the ones that you made for yourself with the ones from actual clients. So uh, it's, it's really that simple. Once you have that done, your profile built, your portfolio items in there, then go to the, the project search 
and search for the specific problem. Don't just search for general web development work. Search for the specific problem. See if there are already any existing projects out there. There will most likely be. And also be sure to use the filters that are in that search that allow you to search for clients that have hired at least one person, that have a certain sort of budget, you know, that have a certain sort of rating and so forth. So you can find clients that are actually hiring people that you can be confident if you find a project from one of those clients, they're going to hire you, they're going to pay, they're not going to be a pain in the butt, all that sort of thing. All those filters are there on Upwork for you to do that. So search for related projects and, and use those filters. And then whatever you set, if this is your first gig, you just want to get your first gig, whatever you set as your rate on your Upwork profile when you were creating it, when you go to bid on the project, bid at a lower rate and tell them, I'm built, I'm built uh, bidding this at half of what my normal rate is because I'm new to Upwork. And so I would need to establish my job history here. And so you get the benefit of being one of my first Upwork clients. And so as a result, you get half off of my normal fee. And so that way you don't have to mark your your fee on your profile way down in order to get work and then have to try to build it, build it up. You can mark it uh, at what you want to get paid at, but then you can go in and, and bid on jobs at lower rates or lower prices, et cetera, and actually be able to get those first few clients. So that's the Upwork strategy of how you can get your first uh, freelance gig there and just bid on jobs until you get one. And if you're being specific like this, you should get one pretty quick. The final thing that you can do is uh, a little more sort of <laughs> direct and person to person, but you, this is, I call this the local business sort of strategy. So what you do is you go online to your local area where you live and you find a local business whose site isn't mobile responsive. And even in you know this day and age where that's such a big thing, you will still find, unless you live in just a dinky dinky little town, you're going to find businesses, whether it's a restaurant or a mechanic or whatever, you're going to find a business that doesn't have a mobile responsive website. And that is the easiest sale in the, the world to make. So you find that business, you go and you actually build a mock-up of their site, what you, how you would change it to make it mobile responsive, what it would look like if you built it. And that's important. You need to have this. Uh, so build that mock-up. And then you go to the business and you say, can I talk to, you want to try to talk to the owner. Sometimes the owner is the manager, but you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to do that, but you want to talk to somebody who makes decisions. And if you can at least get a manager and be and, and make your pitch to them and, and have an effect on them, they might say, well, you know, I need to talk to the owner and say, okay, you know, let, let me talk to the owner. I want to show him this. Or, you know, can we set up a time to have a meeting? Whatever. Whatever you got to do, but you want to get to the final decision maker. And you want to sh basically what you do is you show them their current site as it is on mobile. And it, it almost become you almost don't even have to say it. But if you do, you can just say, you know, something along the lines of probably a lot of people who, you're, you know, you might be losing business as a result of the way people when people look for your your business and this is what they see and that becomes pretty obvious to most business owners so you show them their current site and how bad it is on mobile and then you show them your mock-up that you made that juxtaposition is really important you show them what it is now then you show them what it could be it becomes an obvious sale and they becomes obvious that, to them that they need to make a change they need to do something and why not hire the person that brought it to their attention 
already has a mock-up, you know, that they probably like or at least will admit looks better. Uh, you know, why not hire that person? And so then when they look at it and they go, yeah, that looks really great, you just make sure and ask for the sale. Would you like me to build this for you? You know, I charge X number of dollars and just be direct. Just be upfront and honest. I'll charge you 500 bucks to change your current site from what it is to mobile or I'll charge you a thousand or whatever. Okay. And so you ask for the sale and that's it. And you just go to enough businesses until you get that first gig. So those are the three different things that you can do in order to get your first gig. It sort of depends on what you're comfortable with in terms of maybe you don't want to do the video and you prefer to go meet people in person or you want to do the Upwork thing. The one thing I would caution you against is doing the defaulting to doing the thing that's the easiest, which I would probably say is the Upwork thing. That's the one that doesn't require video, doesn't you ta- require you talking to people face to face. Uh, and so it can be like sort of the easy way out. The other thing you have to remember with Upwork, though, is it is really, really competitive. So that's sort of the downside of Upwork, which may not be as uncomfortable as creating a video or uh, talking to someone face to face, but it can lead, it can make it uh, that much harder to get work. So again, look at all of these and figure out which one works for you, and then just go do it. That's uh, the thing about this question. To me is oftentimes people know what to do. They're just scared to do it. And so the big thing here is that because we're uh, picking specific problems and we're forcing ourselves to develop the solution beforehand, you you already have the solution developed. Uh, In the first two, you develop the solution beforehand and you do a video or you talk about it on your Upwork profile. In the third one, you create the mock-up beforehand. So you basically already have it built for them. So you don't have to worry about that. That's why we do it this way. And then as you get comfortable doing this, you can, for example, with the standalone version of this, when you pick one specific problem and you create the YouTube video and you start running ads and you start getting work, now you can pick a different problem create a different video, a different landing page, and start getting different work for something else. And again, you've already developed the solution uh, up front. And so now you had a third one and a fourth one and a fifth one. And before you know it, that's all you need. You don't need to create some big you know, strategy, some big site with all this content and all this stuff like I do. You can just create very specific strategic things and build your business that way. Similar with Upwork, local businesses, you could find another business and, and so forth. So the big thing here is don't let the fear stop you from doing this. You are going to have to get over this at some point. You are going to have to do this, and it is life-changing. I Some people sort of rag on me because I always tell the story of my little brother, but him getting that first freelance client, that changed everything for him. And I just was I was on him. I basically almost forced him to get that first freelance client. And once he did, he realized, oh, I can do this. And now he makes uh, – he makes – you know, high six figure income working, you know, with a working with fortune 500 clients as his uh, uh, companies as his clients. So it's huge. It's really important that you, you tackle this. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. If you liked it, I'd appreciate it if you'd share it with someone that would benefit from hearing this, which I think there's a lot of people out there, whether it's a, a person or it's a community, it's a Facebook group or whatever. I'd really appreciate it if you'd help me out and do me a favor and share this with them. 
uh, and help me to grow the show. I'd greatly appreciate that. Also, you can find all the epi- past episodes and subscribe links for Android, iTunes, and TuneIn over at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you'll rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I'd really appreciate that as well. That helps grow the, ch- or the, the, the podcast as well. Also, I will give you Module 1 of my PHP 101 course for free if you'll do that. All the instructions on how to rate and review the podcast and how to get the free module are at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the Start Here link at the top. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.